1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the winter break officially comes to an end with Scottish Cup weekend. A dramatic few days sees most of the favourites through with Celtic rounding it off against Bucky Thistle to set up a tie with St Mirren. Rangers will play air as they close in on the signing of Mohamed Diomande and the likes of Partick Thistle and Airdrie were the big winners as three Premiership teams bow out. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Head of Sport at the Scottish Sun, Roger Hanna and Motherwell midfielder <laughs> Andy Halliday. Would you look at that, Roger Hanna? I hope he's got the strip on under that jumper. Well, listen, this will be the weekend not remembered for Scottish Cup fifth round results, Gordon. This will be the weekend that people remember super scoreboard pundits spreading their wings from the radio, from Facebook, from YouTube, onto the TV screens. We had Kenny Miller standing in the rain at Dumbarton. We had Marvin Bartley at Paisley on Saturday, Parkhead on Sunday. We had Mark Wilson in sports scene without the spangly shirt this time. <laughs> and we had Andy Halliday's motherboard debut beamed around the globe. All we need now is to secure places for Hugh Keevans and Gordon Diel on the next series of the Traitors and will be content oh. on world domination. It's a 50-50 between that and Gladiators. We just need to see if, if Shug suits the spandex or not, but we'll maybe not put people off their dinner. How does it feel to join the greatest football club on earth? Are you happy? Are you a happy man? I feel delighted, yeah. Good. And I can't wait to hear that Gordon Duncan has started a new Motherwell fan club because I've heard plenty names over the years when you've started these. You've got a, a duty at hand now. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but I will be the only member of it so far. I think that, that's, just, that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, but no, all good. Debut at the weekend. Yeah, delighted uh, delighted to get going. It obviously took uh, longer than probably planned. Um, but yeah, absolutely delighted. Uh, it's obviously been a tough season for myself. Um, but listen, I'm, I'm just happy to get get started with Motherwell and get some football now, and make you happy. I was going to say, remember, I am much closer to your size, so if there's any training gear on the go, it goes to me and not Gordon Diel. Oh, I dazzle with fitting it. I mean, Jim, I was down at Kilmarnock on Saturday, and they, they test all our kit online before the show starts. And when producer Michael was testing my gear, all I could hear in the background was DL and Duncan singing Holiday, Holiday, Andy, Holiday. <laughs> I could be any supporters, by the way, singing that. Uh, there's a few add-ons, I think, depending on who you support. But anyway, 01419511025, come on, do not let this opportunity pass you by for the last couple of Mondays. We've not had a full complement of Scottish teams to look back on. We are back with a bang. Love Scottish Cup fourth round weekend. It did throw up some shocks, not loads, not massive shocks, but there were shocks there. There was a return to action for our Premiership teams. There were debuts for high-profile winter window signings like Andy Halliday. So what are you thinking tonight? 0141 951 1025. If we start yesterday... I don't think there's much to go over in terms of results, Celtic fans. Brendan Rodgers picked a strong team. It was straightforward. It was bound to be. Could you take anything away? Was there anything you liked? I know Rocco Vata, for instance, scored amid kind of speculation about his future. He came on uh, and he scored. We didn't get to see Nicholas Kuhn yet. Was, was there anything there? What did you take away? What did you learn? And if it's not that, 10 days to go. Less than that, in fact. We're inside the last 10 days of the window. So is this the week? What do you want to see happen uh, this week Rangers fans Mohamed Diomande looks imminent I know the way it works You've been on YouTube You've been doing your research Is that a signing that excites you? Is that what you need? 
And uh, what else again are you expecting this week? If you've got anything to add from Dumbarton in horrendous conditions on Saturday night, let's hear from you. Partick Thistle fans, come on. Surely one of the results will let these two decide of the weekend. I'd love to hear from you or Airdrie fans, Motherwell fans. Is it the best 15 minute cameo debut you've ever seen or... Is it Was it just close? How would you rate Andy Halliday's bow in Claret and Amber? Anything else at all on a Monday night? Let's hear from you. 01419511025. Result of the weekend, go. I'm going to go for Airdrie. Um, St. Johnson, famous cup double winners a couple of years ago. I don't think they've won a Scottish cup tie since. And the pain increased. Nikolai Todorov beating his old mate Dimitar Mitov for the only goal. A smashing goal it was too. And... The prize, a home tie against Hearts. I think special mention to Bonnie Rigg. I think they're hard done by this week, mm-hmm. but I think the storyline between Partick's return after that playoff heartbreak against Ross County last year, and not only that, the manner of victory as well. And Q, another very, very tasty Derek Adams interview to top it off at the end. Indeed. I genuinely don't know if I've ever heard a manager pretty much say he shouldn't have taken the job. I mean, he didn't say it in so many words, but it's kind of what he was getting at, is it not? Um, yeah, listen, I thought it was a, an engrossing interview. I heard it on Saturday night, fabulous interview. Um, he, I think Derek's biggest crime since he can back up the road is honesty. Um, I think he, you know, that when he had the Morecambe a hundred times better than this lot, um, he let himself get a wee bit overexcited, but he certainly wasn't excited well, on that's, Saturday that's night. Excited, is it? Okay, that's not the word I'd use for it. A really bad, a really bad result, and he's probably said things that he. Believes But maybe Regrets seeing publicly I love that as an out Like Yeah just too honest Just go about telling everybody What you think I'm just, I'm just honest Just just covers all your sins anyway That's uh, the problem for God and Dale I think it's a lack of honesty Quite frankly um, Goal of the weekend You'll love this Yes It's about time Blair Spittle He's dropped the jambos Oh like, no that's it Every week Any chance Motherwell will get Come on At this part on a Monday I'm taking it But Blair Spittle And by the way You could take any Exactly That's why this is the right choice Well or one of the right choices is This it, weekend The first one definitely in Yes Yes <laughs> I've, I've seen more than one angle But I'm actually going to go For the first one And I'll tell you my reasons You know I like a bit of A team move involved mm-hmm. I thought it was a good move In the, in the build up So early in the game And his weaker left foot so that's the reason I'm going Cross for Cross Baronin always looks aesthetically yeah. pleasing yeah. he's got a wonderful free kick and even had time to miss a penalty don't mind that at all goal of the weekend for you James Cragen of Spartans um, a flashing finish uh, from outside the area it brought like them it. back into the tie against Hart it created a fantastic finale and if you can whack one of them past Craig Gordon you're doing well I saw him play tennis this morning, interestingly. James that, Yeah, and he's quite a talented all-round sportsman by yeah. the looks of it. I was um, questioning his decision to hit that with his instep as well, which I made it that. even more yeah. impressive. I was just... Rather than just swinging yeah, at Yeah, I couldn't that. imagine anyone sort of guiding it with the inside of the foot, but what a finish. Brilliant. Okay, uh, howler of the weekend then. Who are we going? I'm going Stormisha for okay. a, a number of reasons. Weather-related, okay. Yeah, I've seen three gazebos flying by my face uh, first thing this morning. It's affected... The quality of football, I'd say, in, in some games we've watched this season and it affected visual quality oh. while watching the Dumbarton Rangers game late on Saturday. So And Aberdeen Friday. I don't Aberdeen know if that was Friday as well. But not as yet, bad. But, not oh, as bad, I would say. Grim, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it wasn't play. great. Weather-related awards on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. What was your <laughs> howler? I think my howler has to be Derek Adams, doesn't it? Because, you know, he's only been in the door two minutes and he's given two of the best... 
interviews of the season. I don't think either of them, though, has really done his yeah. squad, his club, or himself any great favours moving forward. And I mean, the word best would be in the eye of the beholder. I'm sure Roy McGregor doesn't think they're the two best interviews yeah. of the season. Maybe the best to us. Honourable shouts, but you're both wrong, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, I know I don't usually give out awards, but the howler of the weekend was Mark Wilson's stage makeup on Sports Scene last night. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. No, I've not. I mean, I'm going to have to elaborate more when he's here, and I cannot wait to hear what his partner in crime made of it because I know because we phoned each other during it for quite some time. Unbelievable. Have you Honestly. Got a, have you got a wee picture for us? I think it's yeah, it oh, maybe. It's. Um, I, I, too too much or not enough? Oh, too much! Oh, too yeah. much! Oh, and I mean, God. I must admit, I'm not. I mean, I'm not like a, not exactly a, a makeup expert. Um, maybe hard to believe, but genuinely, just. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no strain. Yeah. His face are different shades. I know. Show that one. Come on. Okay, if I speak the camera, it should zoom in on me eventually. There we go. I do the. We can no, but you can actually see how white you. his eyes are. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep doing that. I'll, his face. I've done the zoom. How's that for you? I'm not sure if it's picking up the color. I don't know if it's doing it justice. I think he's just went in for a sunbed with a pair of sunglasses on. Yeah, imagine he married that uh, with a white Haley Hansen jacket. Unbelievable. And since we've got calls coming in and we should move on from Mark from Mark Max Factor, Wilson, what was your whatever's left? Top man, top performer. I'm going to go for Brian Graham. Great shout. Uh, for a couple of reasons, as you'd imagine. Not only was him a result of the weekend, but he played a big part in that, obviously opening the scoring in that game as well. But Partick's women team making their first ever Women's Cup final and he is, of course, the head coach. So what a weekend for that. <laughs> and we don't know if he can make the cup final yet because well, the, it seems to be scheduled a for the same day. As a, a Partick Thistle game but And actually, I'm going to go for Christian Daly Unbelievable What a job he did last mm. night Rangers versus Air United I spoke to the chairman of Air United Just after the draw was made He had more colour on his face than Mark Wilson did Let me tell you <laughs> Money spinner a, a, An absolute Scottish Cup fairy tale money spinner Roger Thanks Han. Christian Yeah he's, he's delighted we'll need to say That's the Gordon Deal Derby really isn't it? It is yeah Here in, yeah, yeah. Here in Rangers I suppose Where it all started and where it all ended yeah. yeah, I suppose mm -hmm. that's one way of looking at it. Right, let's go straight to the phones. John is a Rangers fan. How's it going, John? Uh, very well, thank you very much. Pleasure to have you, John. What are you thinking tonight? Is it about the weekend or is it more about transfer business? Well, I've seen, uh, obviously, we're making uh, roads for the, the new midfielder. I hope he can come straight into the team and he's not a dear Monday in the rough. Oh, I like it. Uh, that, Roger Hanna is right. Roger Hanna, classic that. I can't believe it's quarter past six. Somebody's out punch you. That's a gem. Oh, <laughs> I see what I mean. Honestly. Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there is a serious point in there um, from John. He just executed it magnificently. Um, that's going to be done, isn't it? Is yeah, Storm, I think so. Storm yeah. Isha delayed the flight or something. Yeah, what's, well, what's the I, listen, I, Storm or no Storm, I think he will be coming in. I think he'll be signing for Rangers. Interesting, when we've spoken this month about potential areas of the team that Rangers would look to enhance, and I'm not sure centre mid was necessarily one of them, but if you take a step back, Kieran Dowell is out for a period of time. Dujon Sterling has been utilised in there, not really a natural central midfielder. And, and throwing it forward, both John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack are out of contract in the summer. Um... I think the club would like to keep one, if not both of them. But as things stand here in January, four or five months before the end of those deals, they, they are still coming out of contract. So it probably makes mm. sense to add to the midfield options. Andy, just the facts in case people don't know, closing in in the signing Rangers are of Mohamed Diomande from Njordesland in Denmark, 22-year-old midfielder. 
um, of course, would be the second piece of business. He's an Ivory Coast under-21 international. Um, and as Roger says, m- middle of the park, basically, is, is what you need to know. Anything you can add? Is that one that, that you think should excite Rangers fans? Yeah, I can imagine. So I, I think it fits the profile of what we've heard Rangers talk about for a long time. Maybe they talk about this sort of player trading model and he seems as if he's one that sort of fits that bill. He's 22-year-old, I think, or 21-year-old maybe, and he's played over 100 games. Obviously, he's a product of the, of the Right to Dream Academy, which has produced some... Uh, some some high pro, uh, profile players over the years, and Yoidalin, as you, you quite rightly said, there have, have, have produced some some great players recently as well. So I, I think it's an exciting profile. Echo kind of what Roger says. It came from left field a little bit, where there wasn't too much in terms of rumours, and I didn't see that centre midfield area as a, a priority for Rangers this window. Mm-hmm. But in terms of profile, I think Rangers fans can get excited about it. Is that fair, John? Is that is that the way you feel? We all know no signings guaranteed, but profile you know can young if he does do well you either get great service out of him or you, you know you get a sell on value that sort of thing looking at different markets is it is it the type of signing that you want Rangers to make more of I think it's a wee bit of a difference with uh, obviously the the, guy, the new player recruitment guy I think he's looking at things differently than the, the previous man but You've got a young younger team coming in. That's what you need. You need somebody that you can grow and sell on eventually. Maybe start getting on to that. And I think uh, obviously the team one day looks good on paper, but further or no, he can shine on the field. I was you were expecting another diamond joke there. I, I, I was. I, I was as well. They just John just left it hanging. Um, what do you think about? In terms of both the guys, John thought that maybe that wasn't an area Rangers would go for. What do you read into that? Is as Philippe Clement decided one or more than one of those players already in that area are not cutting it, or what's the what's the verdict? Well, I think we've got to think of the injury situation as well. I mean, we've had a, a defender playing in midfield at times. It's what not just the one area of the pitch that needs enhanced, but the whole team really. So I'm more than happy to see a young player coming in and see what he can do for us. But obviously there's no guarantees until the scarf's above the head. That's true. Does it, if we take it even further, is that, is that an indicator in any way about the new contract scenario of either or both John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack? Maybe. I wouldn't sort of read too far into it. What I, I do feel as if is it, it, it's sort of a player that's came up that Rangers feel that they can't can't refuse and I think Joy's made a good point there is that the sort of route that Niels Coppin's seen in terms of Rangers recruitment moving forward I think that's certainly over the years I think that's what Rangers fans have been asked for over the summer they talked about bringing the uh, the age profile of the squad down I think they've done that and again they've obviously invested in a in a talent that could potentially obviously earn the money over the years I think that's the thing Rangers need to do you know this the trading player trading model has only really worked in one window for Rangers when the window when Calvin mm. Bassey, Nathan Patterson, Joe Aribo all left. Very successful in that window, but it's kind of stalled again, Gordon. And you know, when they bring in players like Jack Butland, Tom Lawrence, etc., they're great for the here and now, but they don't really reflect the player trading model that the board talk about to AGMs and you know, talk about to the supporters. So if you get twenty two year olds in, even if you just keep these guys for three years, two years and sell them on a, a handsome profit, then that's really the kind of thing Rangers need to be doing. Uh, yeah, let's actually hear a bit from Philippe Clement. Um, 
He has also confirmed that Dalasima is returning to Rangers for assessment after picking up an injury in the African Cup of Nations with Senegal. Uh, it's always dangerous to uh, to hear those things when they happen when you're not there. So I always like to hear my medical staff, what they think about things. So Abda is going to come back as fast as possible. I've been in contact with him yesterday already. Um, he's going to come back as fast as possible to to make a good assessment around that and uh, and to see how long he will be out. Is that one that concerns you, John? Abdallah Sima injured? I think it's just your luck with players, unfortunately. It seems that we kind of keep players fit for long periods of time. It's just something that seems to happen at Rangers, especially recently. I know when Clement came in, he was saying that was one of the things that he, he wanted to take a strong look at. I hope that's something that he can look at. I know he got injured on well away on international duty, but I think there's, there's something they have under under the under the woodwork that that's causing all these players to get injured all the time. Yeah, it just feels entirely unsurprising that Abdullah Sima would get injured in that tournament. Just yeah, it, it I, feels I, bound to have happened. It felt as if there was a doubt for a, a while whether he would make the, the Senegalese squad going to the African Cup of Nations, but he's, listen, he's been a mainstay at that left-hand side for Rangers. Roger might be able to correct me. I don't remember him missing a game this season, so he seems as if he's that one that's sort of been reliable day in, day out, week in, week out. And the fact that he's gone there and, and not played any minutes yet and still came back with a niggle injury must be very frustrating for Rangers and Clement. You take anything from... Saturday, John, or is it just a case of getting through and moving on given the, the conditions and the gap between the two sides? I think uh, with cup games, you've always got to respect every team, no matter who it is. It's about getting through the next round and see what happens next. Obviously, we've got a couple of challenging games coming up as well, so it's good to get some players in onto the pitch. I've seen a lot of minutes recently, but it's all to play for still I still think we can still go for the treble But we'll see Setting the sights high Nothing wrong with that I get same to you two right, From a Rangers perspective Can they take anything good, bad or indifferent from Saturday? Yeah, listen This goes for Rangers against Dumbarton Celtic against Bucky Hearts against Spartans Aberdeen against Clyde All you can only hope for is to dodge the banana skin in the cup fourth round and to emerge with no more injuries. And I think they've all sort of ticked that box at the weekend. They'll all be very relieved to be through. They'll all be very relieved to have avoided each other in the fifth round draw. And they'll now crack on with league business. It feels like, Andy, for up to a certain point, some more complaints about, you know, missed chances for serial dessers and so <laughs> on. Is Roger right? Do you just, just take that game on the chin, happy with the win, avoid the shock and move on? Yeah, I think there's... No, going into the games, there's always very, very, very little to gain, everything to lose, and I think, um, I think Rangers done a professional job, and I don't think there's much more to elaborate on that. It was a difficult watch, not only for the, uh, obviously for the uh, the surroundings and the weather we we're dealing with, but it wasn't a, a vintage Rangers performance. And and listen, Dessers for me, he could have scored a hat trick in the first sort of twenty minutes, but you no, know, for all his qualms and and uh, you know a lot of people sort of. Questioning his finishing ability and his performance in general. Ten goals isn't yeah, yeah. a bad return for someone that doesn't play 90 minutes every single game. Fair point. Thank you very much to John. This is your cue to get involved on 01419511025. If you want to add, agree, disagree to any of that discussion, please do. What about you, Celtic fans? Same question there. Can you? What do you take away from Bucky Thistle? Is there anything? Was there anything in there uh, that you learned that you took away? Uh, we said Rocco Vata coming on and scoring for the first time. St Mirren away It's not exactly the easiest draw You could have hoped for At this stage of the competition Maybe get your thoughts in on that Or if it's more general Transfer business It's a good time to do it And we'll speak to you next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Motherwell's Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are in the building. We're talking Scottish Cup games. We are looking back on results. And of course, everything we do this month has the transfer window open in the background. It's not letting in that much of a draft yet, but we hope by the end of this week, um, Stormisha will find a way in and we'll get plenty of business done. So 01419511025 if you want to share your thoughts with us. Uh, big cup shocks at the weekend. We could do a bit of that. Uh, so it's come on down. We are on Twitter as well, uh, at Clyde SSB. Celtic fans, did you take anything away from Bucky Thistle? It's a fifth-tier team against the team top of the top tier, Scottish Cup holders, etc. So it's a different challenge. Did you learn anything? What did you learn? What did you take away? I said it before, maybe it's Rocco Vata because you've not really seen him much and he's not scored before and there's been talk of a new contract. Was there anything there? What did you learn? Call us now if you can and I'll set you up uh, with the thoughts of your manager. Uh, Brendan Rogers, pleased with the professional display his side put in. His only gripe was the process and I think he's maybe been working on this. It was delivered expertly, Roger Hanna, this soundbite on a frustrating VAR check. Yeah, listen, it was a, a, a good day for both clubs. Obviously, from our perspective, professionally got the job done. Played some really good football and scored some good goals. Could have had more, but just timing maybe a little bit out. But uh, and obviously for for Bucky Thistle, it's, it's an amazing day, and the players gave everything, and uh, the support was there for the team right to the end. So, um, but for us, it was uh, yeah, it was job done. I think the frustration that the one was the, the, the penalty one that was that was looked at. It should be looked at. It's offside. You know, but they had to, for some reason, as maybe as protocol according to the fourth official, that they have to look to see if it's a penalty first before they look to to disallow it because it's offside, which just seems ridiculous, really. You, you, you know, if it's offside, then the penalty doesn't even matter, as we know. The pause before, as we know, that's been rehearsed. That is that was one hundred percent rehearsed in the dressing room before that press conference. I think we need to hear the audio. Of, you know, you the, just did the, the, No, not the, Brendan, right. or the audio between the VAR and the referee Any idea what incident he's referring to? Not too yeah. sure actually Wait till the very start Are you kidding me on? What? Brendan Uh-huh, uh-huh. And what? then the, the other one the, We're talking about the audio one Yeah, yeah. Oh that's the one he's The Rangers game well, is it? All right, As okay. you know I was just, just, yeah. I was just double checking uh-huh. That everyone was on the, the same page Because I was in the press conference yesterday I actually can't decide if Did you have a little titter? I, I just couldn't decide it. I don't know if he even cares at all about the the incident that he's discussed. Because was it four four disallowed goals? Yeah. I think. Oh, correct. Four, yeah. Well, in fact, was there one that was a bit more of a? Because I was at the game, you don't get the same sense of it. Was there one that I think people thought Greg Taylor? Greg Taylor one, but yeah. He, you know, the offside. We've, we've done it many, many times. Um, four offside goals, um, but then that it just felt like he wanted to get that off his chest. I'm sure he did. <laughs> It'd been better if he'd asked for the audio. Mm. Come on, so, Brendan. I'm talking about timing, I think it was a bad of runs he was talking about in terms of timing. How many times you get caught offside? Well, he yesterday? was involved in them all, I think. Because it was even on top of the goals, there was one that uh, Kyogo missed, like an open goal or an easy chance. Yeah. Um, over the piece, so before he got to that dramatic monologue at the end. <laughs> um, again, is that all you can do? 
professional job, just make sure you... Hugh Keevans, he was very clear on Saturday, wasn't he? Five is acceptable, mm-hmm. four was not, as far as Hugh was concerned. It was almost <sighs> that like... That is some shoot up, doesn't oh, it? He, he, was, he was so certain of it, like four was oh unacceptable, that's a, that's a <laughs> five was fine. That's on the shugometer. So, um, well, job done, they, they listened. Yeah, inspired by Hugh Keevans. Five goals into the fifth round, quite happy. Listen, you, you need to remember as well, Celtic a lot of players missing. Um, the lads are away at the Asian Cup Cameron Carter Vickers still injured and It was a strong team though It was a strong team But that just shows that Brendan Rodgers didn't want to take any risks They wanted to get the players back out there Callum McGregor was only a real big hitter Who was rested mm. if you like And they got the job done And I think Brendan Rodgers The takeaways will be that they got the job done Rocco Vata's performance in goal Daniel Kelly making a debut as well Great start I think five of the players that finished the game All went to the same school at different times as well Five of the Celtic players And it's job done uh, What about Brian who's on the line What did you take away from it Brian? Well I mean word uh, Respect I've got massive respect after yesterday For the Bucky Thistle Now they are a fifth year team They arrived in their numbers Their fans were incredibly um, Like joyous I mean there's no way in the world any of them could have arrived and thought they're going to beat Celtic at Celtic Park, and possibly if one of them did, then you know carried away. But outstanding as a support, and it kind of makes me miss all the other teams in the leagues, you know that coming along in their numbers. But that 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 I said the magic of the cup. What did I take away for the Celtic team? A midfield without Callum McGregor would be, um, you know, like unthinkable. And yet we saw three home and uh, O'Reilly and Bernardo play together. Like, well, you know, regardless of the opposition, the the kind of football that they were one touch and particularly home's goal, uh, I think was a lovely one twos. And it looked it looked good on night to see these three. So that unthinkable sort of Callum McGregor not being there. If we can secure Bernardo in uh, at the end of the season. Make sure that we can, well, I mean, the money will talk when it comes to O'Reilly. Um, home, to me, is maybe needing a couple of more reruns in the, in the team to see how that can develop, but he looks an exciting pros- prospect as well. I think um, watching the team develop and the boys that are coming back, I mean, especially the Carter Vickers, I think Scales, who's been outstanding all season, Scales could do a wee, a wee bit of rest. I mean, I'm not saying that Saturday was his, um, you know, Titanic, didn't he sink? It just looks, you know, that his, his, his decision making's just a, a quarter off what it was before we had the break. Um, but I think, honestly, think that Celtic can push on for here and win quite um, quite convincingly. I think we can win the league. And I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this because the two the two games that um, that, that, we, that we lost. To Hearts um, and oh, I'm just before I want to forget about Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock. So these both these games, th- that flatness, that um, you know, second ball, everything, it's really gone, and it's like the break has done Celtic good that Rodgers has had enough time. Even losing the players that have gone out to Asia and Carter Vickers been out, Rodgers has had a good time. To instill in these players, here's your here's your job, here's what you should be doing, and getting, you know, like further forward in the league as a mentality from here. And I think we have that mentality as a tradition. We kick on for here. 
But it'll come down. It'll come down to the, the window. I mean, as Hugh uh, Hugh Keevens has said, it would have been an unmitigated disaster had we won four nothing. It sounds like something he would say. I mean, Roger, you don't want to get too like patronising about it or too like misty eyed about the romance of the cup. But was that was that kind of it? You know, you you respect that Bucky did as you know as well as they could and ran their hearts out and all that again. And that definitely sounds patronising. They had that chance. They had a great chance. You know, through on goal. Um, was that was that just all it was ever going to be? Listen, they did, they did really well. I think you know it was only themselves and Brora left from the Highland League and they represented the league well. Graham Stewart will take them back up the road and they will focus on winning the Highland League and winning the playoff and getting into the SPFL because that is the next step for Bucky. They're not going to come to Celtic Park every season. They're not going to get to the fourth round of the cup every season. Progress now for Bucky, and they'll be able to bank. Close to a quarter of a million pounds, I think, from their adventure in Glasgow yesterday. Progress for Bucky now is getting into the SPFL. Yeah, and the I, I get can it still be? I mean, Brian mentioned like Odin Thiago Home as an example. He's probably the only what you would call fringe player that played from the start. It was a strong team. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows <laughs> Cal McGregor's going to come back in at some point. Is the gap in the two teams? Is it is it too big for that to be a springboard for someone like him, or or is every game an opportunity? Yeah, I, I think his opportunity has been so limited throughout the season. I think any time he gets a jersey, he has to grasp it. And I've got to say, I've mentioned it a couple of times. I think I've seen him in flashes coming off the bench and I thought he's looked like a really tidy technical player. But like Brian says, he's just sort of been starved of opportunities and they're running the team, which I think is important. Another guy who's benefiting for that running the team, Paolo Bernardo, looks like a completely mm-hmm. different player for the sort of month post-winter break to... Uh, to what he was at the start of the season it seemed as if in his contact he was only allowed to play Champions League yeah. games because it seems as if that was the only start he was getting so also but, like stylistically it seems and you caveat it's only Bucky I know I know um, but you know scoring goals and thinking the goalkeeper yeah. you know at the start even when we did see him it looked like he was just legs you know he was just going to get about and I suppose maybe that's the job he was asked to do Champions League but you know there's clearly a, a player in there that's capable of you know, attacking up the pitch a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that goal's probably unlucky. That that would probably get the goal of the weekend than any other day because he takes up a lovely position and Matt O'Reilly plays that reverse pass into his feet. Obviously a great first touch to set it up and then a dink over the uh, over the keeper. So he's one that's obviously benefiting for this run in the team. And I, I completely I, I agree with Brian. For me, that was the magic of the cup. Although Bucky don't take anything away from the game, for me, that's why it was the standout game in the draw because they had an opportunity to take 3,000 fans from the Highlands up to Celtic Park mm. and what a memory they could have taken away if Josh Peters scores that chance at 2-0 Stephen Welsh's cousin wasn't yep. it, and well? it was a shame they missed each other I think by 7 minutes wasn't it Josh <laughs> yeah. Peters was subbed just before Stephen Welsh got to come on but they swapped shirts at the end and I think Josh, you know, Josh Peters is a good player and he started off he had a spell at Hibs earlier in his career and you know he will take chances like that in other games he just didn't take the one yesterday he's thought about that chance yeah. Journey sleep 20 times yeah. plus last night 100%. Realistically that, That's about as You know People talk You know last season Darville and Aberdeen Is it the biggest cup shock Of all time we, Is that about as big a gap In a Scottish cup tie As really will get Is it Celtic and Bucky When you yeah. think about it It's the five tiers And it's alright You know Obviously Celtic aren't Just any other top tier side it's, You know Multiple champions Recent seasons So is that was that, was that about a bigger gap as you think you can yeah, get? Yeah, I think, well, Darvill was a, they were sixth tier last yeah. season, West Drumchapel, Ham. Mm-hmm. Drumchapel got Drum, to the yeah. fifth Drumchapel round, but I think they were up as well. Mm-hmm. But again, Elgin, was it Elgin they Yeah, played? but again, we're not talking just tiers, are we? Because once you get to the top tier, then obviously Celtic yeah. you know, sit at, yeah. at the very top of that. Yeah. So, 
Um, and it was great and well, Listen, if Brora win I think Brora have got the rearranged game Against Cove Rangers tomorrow oh, night yeah. Prize of a trip to Kilmarnock for them Maybe the longest trip in Scotland What about Gordon Deal's big setup on Saturday? Oh, terrific Honestly, I was still laughing when I was driving home He was giving it all There's not going to be any shocks And he was dismissing them all And any, I can't even remember how he set up Some big stupid yeah, elaborate, no, elaborate said, joke He said the big shock of the weekend is going to be Rangers uh-huh. Cove, uh, Brora will beat Cove But it was off He didn't know it was off <laughs> It's been off for like a day before uh, Brian, any thoughts on Rocco Vata? Uh, I thought Rocco was quite excellent, mate. Come on, his, his movement's quite smooth. Uh, for a big lad, you know, he has got nimble feet. And the goal the goal that he scored was very uh, Kyogo-esque. He just popped his cell off the ball, came across, and in the, in the net at the right place at the right time. That, that and a young man, you, you can't teach that. I think, you know, like, so a young guy being natural to that. Whether he's going to get his chance or not, I would have, yeah. I would have thought possibly I'm going out on... Loan, not selling him because I think with the, the, the history of his dad and, and the, the boy's a player, you can see he's a player. We, my mates and I, we went up and seen him a few uh, games last season for the B team and he, he bossed it. You know, there, there's a good reason why he's still at the club. And I hope, I really hope the Celtic resist any temptation to get a, you know, you would be, what would you, uh, is that a £350,000 development fee? Is it? I think it varies, doesn't it? Kind of, yeah. you know, tribunal sort of thing. Let me let me bring you Brendan Rodgers' thoughts on it. He said he was happy, like you, Brian, to see the, the first Celtic goal. He's now telling the youngster he must earn more opportunities. For young players, they have to earn the right. I think the likes of Rocco, there's been a lot of noise around Rocco, but he's, any young player has to earn the opportunity. I've given many young players the opportunities in my career. But, but I like Rocco. He has qualities. You know, he's strong. He's aggressive. He, 25 yards in, he wants to get goals. And you can see even in that little bit, he came on, he got his goal and he had another few opportunities. So that's nice for him, gives him a taste of it. He's a talent. Maybe it depends what the, the mentality is with him, him and his, his representatives, you know. Because you get some young players whose representatives will tell you that if they're not playing in the first team, starting, they don't want to stay. Well, then you better go then. Because you've got to earn the right. He's 18. I don't need players ready at 18 unless they're real, real special talents. But by 2021, they need to be ready. And um, But I think you can see with him, he has he has tools and this can be a really good place for him to develop. He was on form in the press conference yesterday. That all sounded like a man who wanted to take an opportunity to express a message to Rocco Vata and or his representatives, Roger. Yeah. I watched, because I'm sad... And I'm an Anorak, Gordon. I took in Hanavak, a bit of, of Blackpool versus Nottingham Forest, an FA Cup replay last week. <sighs> Some life you live, honestly. That's in the fast lane. Um, a young lad running about playing for Blackpool by the name of Karamoka Dembele. Mm. And I'd actually forgotten all about him until I saw him playing for Blackpool and also missing a really big chance in that game. And it is a lesson in patience. I can imagine Andy Halliday, yourself, myself, at 17 or 18 being impatient in life and young footballers at that age are impatient in life they want everything laid before them there and then and I get the impression that Rocco Vata is a bit impatient and would go elsewhere now mm. in pursuit of first team football now the message from Brendan Rodgers and Brendan Rodgers picked him yesterday on the bench and put him into mm-hmm. the team and gave him the platform to score the goal the message is Rocco sign a contract Show a little bit of patience, and when you're ready, and there's a good chance you will be ready, son, when you're ready, 
I'll put you in the team That said Andy Halliday Last week When we spoke about The signing of Nicholas Kuhn Everyone was counting up Celtic wingers And saying they had eight Nicholas Kuhn was the eighth winger No one even included Rocco Vata on that list Rocco Vata becomes Winger number nine At Celtic currently Maybe some will leave um, but Brian said it how, how does he get the chance And when does he get it? Well, from the outside looking in, it seems as if he's making, been making a lot of headways in terms of his, his beating performances. So it seems mm-hmm. as if he's doing all he can at the moment. For me, the next step, if you aren't going to break into that Celtic first team, is a loan. But I'm not, is he out of contract in the summer? Yeah. Well, I, th- I can imagine if Celtic are going to allow him out on loan. Contract first. What a contract extension first. Thank you, Brian. Let me tell you about this. Clyde one. Brenda was in the bath when she entered Make Me A Winner. The only other person we ever speak about being in the bath is the Dazzler. His is Monday, his is Wednesday, his bath night, so. Different baths. Different baths, different night. Uh, She's going to take the family on holiday, pay some bills, give her garden a huge makeover. We could make you the winner of £85,000. Just think you could replace all the garden furniture that blew away last night. Uh, Get it paid into your bank straight after the call tomorrow. But only if you're in the draw. Text yes to 61025. The texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523. Calls charged at a standard rate. Over 18s only. All the rules for this network competition are online. If you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings and say make me a winner straight away to win the 85 grand. You're looking at me. You want to say something? No, I was just going to ask, how's your trampoline? Pinned down with two garden slabs, safe as houses. I was so chuffed when I got up this morning and it was still there. But anyway. Have you, have you, speaking of Stormisha matters, have you heard from your dear friend, Chris, Which one? Christopher from Ayrshire? Power knocked out at 10 pm last night, still in the dark. On the ranch? Yes. Ah, listen, first world problems. Text yes to 61025. 0141 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are in the building. It's 0141951025, and it is up to you. Scottish Cup games, transfer window, Andy Halliday's Motherwell debut, anything at all, pick up the phone. Mark Wilson's stage makeup on Sports Scene last night. Whatever you like, we'll talk about anything on here. What a record fussy. he's got in Sports Scene. The shiny shirt. I mean, it, it was five years before they asked him back after the shiny shirt. Have you ever seen the shiny shirt, Andy Halliday? I don't think so, no. I don't know how I'm ever going to oh. find this, to be honest. I do have it on my phone, but I've got 4,000 pictures Wilson's or something. shiny shirt? I can't, I can't even picture it. Oh, it's a uh, Yeah, it's, um, it's quite remarkable. He was basically on sports scene one night years ago and he wore a sh- like it's like metallic like shit. no I don't eyes. believe it it's, 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 oh, it's, a, it's a doozy I'll try and find it whilst we speak to Chris <laughs> who's an air well yes he's in air and he's an Air United fan right up your street Roger Hanna how are you Chris yeah very well Gordon how are you Andy and Roger I mean, Hi, exciting times Chris you're off to Ibrox in the next round of the cup you're closing in maybe on a new manager what have you got for us tonight yeah, I just wanted to see what the lads thought of the potential appointment of Scott Brown and uh, what it means for the club and maybe for Scott. But, I mean, I don't think it's money-related. Obviously, not going to Air United, but just to see what their thoughts were on it, that was all. Well, yeah, and Kate, again, in case anyone's thinking, what's this? That it is a name, Roger Hanna, that's doing the rounds. Uh, Scott Brown to air the likelihood that it happens? I think there's a chance. I wouldn't say any more than that at the minute. Um, I believe interviews were ongoing yesterday and today. Davy White will take the team again against our broth tomorrow night. There may well be. I think the hope is there'll be an appointment before they go to Hamden to take on Queen's Park on Saturday. Um, yeah. Listen, the names you have seen 
other names that are in the frame. Scott Brown being among them. I think Gary Boyer was probably favourite last week before he withdrew from the running. And that's just late. Others, including Scott Brown, have their say and will be very interested to see the decision that the board take. Yeah, he's had the experience from, from Fleetwood. I'm sure he's, he's learnt a lot from his time there. Uh, and it would be an interesting appointment for Eddie. Obviously, he's got that, that relationship with technical director Aidan McGeady as well. Uh, and I think it would be a bold appointment uh, from there, but it's one you can understand as well. One you would be in favour of, Chris? Uh, yes, it would be. I, It would be. I think it, it kind of, like, in a smaller scale, it's a kind of Gerard the Ibrooks type thing. That's like a way I want that at. And they might take the team to Ibrox next month in the Cup, Chris. You'll get a warm welcome there. Well, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what do you make of the draw itself, Chris? Is that. Are you happy with that? Do you appreciate what it does for the club? Or oh, you do with a wee easier one first? It's a money spinner, that's that's that. And, it, and it's. With the amount of work that's going on at the club off the park at the minute, I think with the amount of money we can get off of that game would be massive for the club. Yeah, I always think it's a difficult balance for so-called smaller clubs. You get to a stage, I, mean, I don't know when you know when Bonnie Rig Rose or someone's still in it. Do you think, well, like, I'd, I'd like that and I'd like mm. to try and progress, but then with that comes the risk that you don't go through, uh, and it's all up in smoke. Go to Ibrooks, split the gate receipts, and I'm not sure. I think if no. they had that that so tie of Bonnie Rig at home, yeah, that's the difference. though. he's shaking his head. You're thinking like no, the chairman. Well, I'll, he's give, thinking you, I'll like give you an player. example. Last season, last season he had got to the quarterfinals. They drew away to League One Falkirk. Had they won that, they would have got championship rivals Inverness in the semi-final and they could have been all the way to the final. But it was coulda, woulda, shoulda because they lost at Falkirk and they didn't make a single pound out of the Scottish Cup. So at a time when, as Chris says, there's a lovely new stand getting built on the far side at Somerset Park, there's a lovely new supporters hub in the car park there, the place is looking as well as it has done for many decades, I would say. Um, it doesn't fund itself, so getting... A sum that could go up to a quarter of a million pounds depending on the crowd at Ibrox, depending whether TV take it or not, it is a jackpot for you. Scott Brown is air manager, aside from the visit to Ibrox. It'll be an interesting proposition. Yeah, but I can understand Chris's point. I think he'll be able to attract players. I think he's a type of character. I think players will want to play for as well. So, you know, air have been a funny one this year. Obviously, with the, the, you know, the run they had were top of the league, second of the league for a large part of last season. You looked at some of the recruitment and, and players they brought in this season, you felt as if they were going to have a right go. But they lost Roger Hanna's favourite air player of all time, it seems mm -hmm. like, in the oh, summer. Oh, no, you've, take, you've taken that too far. Oh, yeah. Big Dippo. Big Dippo was good. No, not a favourite of all time. No, 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 no. Well, well they certainly haven't replaced the him this year, it seems like. Uh, I think someone sent me a clip a, a couple of weeks ago and it was Scott Brown and they had like, it was against you and they'd been lip reading him. You seen that? And as he says something to you, and I just quite liked it. I thought it was funny. He says something. Well, I've not, I've not missed you. And then he, he's like imitating something that I'm you're saying sure. to him. No? I'm not sure. No. Have you I seen it, Roger? What game would it have been? Oh, I, I think it's a Harp Celtic. Maybe oh, the I'm Cup not game. Sure. I'm not sure. Although I do see that. Yeah, like ever since you've come back from like Turkey, that, has been growing his hair. Mm, that's that's that. Hey, hey. Imitation. It's a form of flattery. That trend starting. Can you cause any sort of shock at Ibrox, Chris, when it comes round? I doubt it to be honest with you but you never know it's 11 men against 11 men so who knows you never know thank you very much to Chris if you've any thoughts on the draw itself and the type of ties that it's thrown up please do get them in and in the meantime we'll play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football 
tell you what, Equatorial Guinea beating Ivory Coast 4-0. Didn't have that down. That's can I, t- a, can I, I t- have I got time to tell something quickly? Absolutely. When I was at Middlesbrough, I thought Karanka came in and they brought a load of Spanish players. And I seen that name in Sui, scored a hat-trick the other day and I was like, Emilio and Sui, I'm sure I played with him and I checked, I played with him at Middlesbrough and he was a right back. He's putting up front for Guinea. So the hatchet the other day, double today against Ivory Coast. See, see the reach of knowledge that our pundits have. It just, honestly, incredible. And they're about to try and show it off on Beat the Pundit. If you want to take them on, 01419511025. Fresh from his appearance as the Chaser last week, the Hanarak is back, <laughs> and you could take on Andy Halliday as well. But you have to call before seven. Monday night means Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday reflecting on a busy weekend of Scottish Cup action. Like to hear from some of you fans whose team caused an upset. That would be nice. Give us a call. Uh, Looking back on, of course, uh, what happened yesterday at Celtic Park and Rangers at Dumbarton on Saturday. But I think more for those clubs, perhaps it's about the transfer window. Uh, We're into the closing stages. So what are you making of it so far? And what are you expecting this week? Any eyewitnesses to Andy Halliday's Motherwell debut? Feel free to share them as well. And uh, very soon, we're going to be joined on the show by a man who was given the most prestigious award. He was named Man of the Weekend by one of these two earlier on. So we'll do that after we play this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time. You have to be brave on a Monday night because Andy Halliday is pretty good at Beat the Pundit and Roger Hanna, he's been branching out. He's now impersonating famous quizzers. Did you hear about this, Andy Halliday? I did, yeah. I really enjoyed it as well. You like the, you Love like the, it. the Wilson and DL quiz. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So for anyone who's... Wondering what we're on about You can go back and watch it on YouTube Last Thursday night we had the quiz Mark Wilson against Gordon DL again It was their second round um, And we parodied the chase So Roger Hanna did his very best Anne Hegarty impression Came in here He was the chaser Needless to say You hunted him down didn't you? Yeah Yeah it took a, it took a moment or two almost got away He's slippery like that the Dazzler oh, When you think you've yes. pinned him down He gets away but you, know, you got but him in the end Particularly when he had two phones and a sheet of answers yeah, I've had a few interesting suggestions about how he performed so well at that music round, but there we go. Tonight it's more conventional, it's Beat the Pundit, and it's with Kenny and Balak. How's it going, Kenny? Uh, good, mate, good. Good how stuff. You? Yeah, all good in here. Have you ever played this before? Uh, no, I have not. Good no. man. I love your style. These two are quite tough to beat, but that's good. I always say it. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. We saw some cup shocks this weekend. Will this be another one? Heads, it will be Andy Halliday. Tails, it's Roger Hanna. And it is, t- you know, someone, uh, two people in the last like day or so have asked me, do you actually toss the coin? Do you act- are you honestly truthful? And I always am. Sure, let me see you. Pride myself on it. Yeah. Um, Tails, who is that? You? Yeah. There we go. Sorry, Kenny, it's Roger Hanna, but he does Just start Kenny, on minus one. Yeah, thank you, good luck. He does start on minus one, so let's give Roger some greatest hits radio to listen to. I think that's him, right? 30 seconds, Kenny. Answer as many as you can. And if you want to pass and move on, that is fine by me, okay? Okay, right, 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. What animal is Ross County's mascot? A stag. Who's currently the only Scottish manager in the English Premier League? David Moyes. New Dundas Park is the home ground for which SPFL side? Pass. Hibbs Rocky Bashiri is currently playing at the AFCON for what country? Guinea. 
Who did Walter Smith replace for his second spell in management at Rangers? Paul Gwen. Cameron Carter Vickers joined Celtic from which club? Uh, Spurs. If five players are sent off during a game, how many players will be left on the field? 17. That's <laughs> just a bit tricky one just to keep the mind sharp. Let's bring back Roger Hanna. You got us? Yeah. Loud and clear. Someone needs to turn your mic on. There we go. You ready? Yeah. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. What animal is Ross County's mascot? A stag. Who's currently the only Scottish manager in the English Premier League? E- Davy Moyes. New Dundas Park is the home ground for which SPFL side? E- Bonnie Reg Rose. Hibs of Rocky Bashiri is currently playing at the AFCON with which country? DR Congo. Who did Walter Smith replace for his second spell in management at Rangers? Paul Le Guin. Cameron Carter-Vickers joined Celtic from which club? Tottenham. If five players are sent off during a match, how many players will be left in the field? 17. <laughs> what? <laughs> just a bit of arithmetic in there just to keep you, keep you sharp. Kenny, how do you think it went? Uh, maybe, a, maybe a draw. Mm, let's find out. He does start on minus one and it took him a while, uh, if he does claw it back at all, because you both got stag. You both got Davy Moyes. You, Kenny, did not get New Dundas Park. Bonnie Rig Rose, scene of Falkirk's. Yeah. You wouldn't have got that, would you? No. Even though we spoke about it at 10 to 6 before coming on air. No, I wouldn't have got that. Producer no. John's still in therapy. Yeah. He asked you if you'd played there. We had this full conversation. I know, but I thought he was talking about Dumbarton, remember? So I missed him saying New Dundas well, Park. Anyway, we're level. Rocky Bashiri is with DR Congo. Roger Hanna. Goes one in front. You both got Paul Le Guin, you both get Tottenham, and you both got 17 players left. So it's like, Kenny, you couldn't have done much more. Uh, I mean, I, th- I thought, see, actually, when it finished, I thought it was a draw. In my head, that full time, it was a draw, and only now that I've gone over them, you you did pip him by one, I think, didn't you? DR Congo did it for me. Yep, I. Uh, yeah, because Bonnie Rig Rose pulled you level with the handicap. DR Congo stretched your lead. Wow. That was Honestly, great, Kenny. Six, good performance for Kenny. Kenny that. Phone in another night. It's as simple as that. Yeah. You'll win any no, other night. You. Good thanks. man. Thanks, Kenny. Right, thanks a lot. Good play, bye. Kenny. Oh, oh, that was good. Well, yeah. that. What was your score? 6 5. 6 5. It was a good game. Did you get them all right? Of course, you, I mean, it's a stupid question. You just always gets them all right. Do you want to go for the 10? Yeah. Uh, who scored Celtic's only goal when they were beaten by Inverness in 1999? Mark Burchill <sighs> Boring Which Scottish League 2 team Have a fish on their badge Peterhead Oh Peterhead, yeah. come on And uh, News to me True or false oh, Bob no. Marley was a Celtic fan oh, You're going to have to say true Yeah apparently it's true I just I mean Yeah It's true you got the 10 Bob oh, Marley was a Celtic yeah. fan I don't know How did he like his donuts? No idea Stop it We jamming <laughs> Awful <laughs> Awful Get out <laughs> Get him out, seriously. <laughs> uh, honestly, someone talk about every day being a school day in this show. It says, and I've got brackets and everything that Dixie Dean's met him and said he could name the Lisbon Lions off by heart. There you are. I can't argue with that. No. This is fresh on the back of Saturday's big revelation. Did you see the thing that was doing the rounds on QI? Oh, fantastic. No. So I played this out on Saturday. It was like a Nigerian comedian was on, you've heard the QI, obviously, it's a well known yeah, yeah. TV show, um, and revealed. <laughs> He's never heard the QI, has he? No. Uh, revealed that um, in Nigeria, like an insult, if you want to insult somebody and say, like, they're an idiot, 
you call them a Dundee United? No. <laughs> Seriously. I'll send you the clip. Why? I think we've got it, actually. Do we still have that from Saturday? Well, I was born in London, but my parents had me moved back to Nigeria to make sure I learned to speak English properly. And for that, I thank them. And, yes. And um, most Nigerian boys heard at home whenever we did something stupid, which for me was very regular. Um, we used to get called Dundee United. It's Nigerian slang for idiot. Dun yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been around for about 30 years. Sometimes just a Dundee, just a Dundee is yeah. slang for an idiot, and a group of idiots would then be a Dundee United. <laughs> and, and you can also just call somebody a complete Dundee United. Is that yes, right? Yes. Yeah. I singularly was a complete Dundee United. <laughs> That's mental. Incredible, isn't it? <laughs> Did you know that before? Or you know everything. No, I no, never you heard did, it. You did. I didn't. I knew nothing about you, it. You knew you started it as well. Fantastic. Somewhere in the back of my head, I feel like I had heard and it before. And the, the story about the, the, the tour in the seventies and everything mm -hmm. was great. Brilliant. So Absolutely great. That and Bob Marley. We we aim to educate on this show. That is what you want. You won't forget those. We entertain, you? educate, and inform. Mm. Something like that. You, you do. Watch. You educate and inform. And you entertain yep, Something like that uh, 01419511025 Just before we move on And he's getting a tough time tonight And he's not even his partner here I've found the shiny shirt Mark Wilson on sports scene Just because Andy Halliday hadn't seen it before You like that garment? It's not great You rock one of them It's not great It's not uh, Do you know what though I, For some reason I had pictured like a silver Like proper silver shiny shirt Like that's that, no great Don't get me wrong that, that was BBC Sport Do you think he's gone to audition for Strictly And he's gone into the Just wrong the studio I like that guy Remember the famous Yeah when they, Is he not like a what, What's the story with that guy He's like a He's, he's a, a driver He's a driver, he was a driver And he yeah. ends up live on BBC yeah. News Talking about uh, Some sort of technology yeah. Doesn't he oh, That's brilliant Anyway It could well be that um, Wrong place Wrong time um, 01419511025 You want to talk about The weekend's action You want to talk about The Transfer window, you can do. Uh, thanks, people are now sending me Mark Wilson's shirt. Thank you to Joyful <laughs> and Matthew has given. He's given us the um, the date. Apparently, August the 9th twenty fifteen. If you want to go back in the archives, twenty fifteen. Yeah, go back a bit, isn't he? Someone suggested it was put in the same shop as a breaking tracksuit, and the breaking tracksuit get bought first. <laughs> there is every chance. I'm going to start a new feature on the show. I think we're every. I mean, every Monday already. I ask you two to name a a main man, a top performer of the weekend. It doesn't need to be too obvious. It's not just like somebody who played well. It can be, but we're always looking for just a bit more. Is there a story there? I think we should try and call the top performer every week and see for the answer. Like it. This week, you went for? Brian Graham. And he's on the phone right now. Oh, so this nice. is week, week one, probably the first and last week of this feature. But anyway, Brian, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to have you. Uh, I don't know if you caught it. Andy said you were a man of the weekend because, of course, you scored for Partick Thistle in that win at Ross County. And you are, for anyone who doesn't know, the man, the head coach of Partick Thistle's women's team who then went and got through to the final of the Sky Sports Cup yesterday. What a weekend you've had. It definitely was. Thanks, Andy. Thanks very much. No problem at all. I'm no. sure that meant more than the other two. Ah, exactly. Yes, that's the real, the real uh, honour. I mean, sum it up. How, how good a weekend was that for you? It was crazy. It was a bit long, to be honest. Obviously, <laughs> we were up the Inverness on Friday for the overnight stay for the trip to Dingwall. We obviously had a wee story there. Obviously, the playoff loss last season, which was a bit of a disappointment. But if we got, to go up there against the Premiership side and win three 0 on a Saturday was excellent. But then to go and get my team in, into a national final for the first time in the history books is incredible. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we spoke about this on Saturday. It feels like the, the Thistle fans on social media were kind of joking, saying like they never wanted to go to Dingwall again. Just like, you know, the thought of it, you know, the, the memory. As a player, was it different? Did it feel like, did it add, you know, just even a, a couple of percent fire in the belly to go and bring a good memory back down the road? Listen, a couple of days we're still talking about three match, to be honest. When we're standing on the pitch having a laugh with each other. We'll just, to be honest, that was, was really happening pre match, but to go there and win so convincingly, that that was probably sent out a wee message that we had to go and make sure we wronged the right, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's go through them in order then. How how good did it feel? How we said it on the weekend, look, it te- everything is technically a shock because you're in two different divisions, but there's not exactly many places between you was there was there that real belief there how did it feel to get through the next round that's fantastic it's fantastic for the club obviously they, they get some more money and I would imagine the gaffer probably chatting the door asking for the transfer windows open so he might be trying to bring a few more body, bodies in so that could help him potentially but it was it, listen we, we knew going up there we had the confidence that we could go and get the victory and we went and done it in style I thought we started the game extremely well apart from they had a couple of chances just after half time but apart from that I felt we looked really solid and compact and I was happy for the goalkeeper to get a clean sheet as well and, and you and I spoke last week in a different capacity you know about the fact that you, you still you know you're the joint top scorer in the championship and you're the head coach of the women's team through to the final of the Sky Sports Cup beating Hibs how does the, the joy compare you stick the ball in the net at Dingwall that, that's what you've been used to it's your bread and butter but you're then responsible for you know overseeing everything and, and the team gets through to a cup final how does the joy compare Probably more nervous than the manager because you're so you're the one that everybody's looking at. But on a Saturday, you're part of a team, so collectively you could do it. But if things go wrong, it's, you know, in football, they point the finger at a manager, so it's probably harder being the manager than it has been a player, that's for sure. But to go and get a fantastic weekend, to top it off, we get into a final and seeing my players with the credit they, they deserve because they were absolutely fantastic against a full time outfit. Don't, get, don't forget that as mm-hmm. well. We're only part time and we're punching way above our weight. We're competing now to qualify for the top six for the second consecutive season. So we're going really well at the moment. We're in a final. We're still in the Scottish Cup. Things are looking up for the club. Brian, it's Roger Hannah. You get the all-important first goal up there. A former Ross County player, you'd enjoy that. You must have known it was going to be your day when Bannigan scores that goal in the second half. Well, I'll go back to what I started with. We were laughing and joking about it. Obviously, the playoff game and... I was saying to Banzo, what about your chance in extra time? And he said, well, your testimonial year, what, that would have topped off for you. And he said to me, Brian, I w- I'm not that lucky enough to score a one on a playoff final. So, <laughs> And then to go and score that wonder goal, it just kind of summed the weekend up. Has there been any progress today? Because obviously there is a clash of dates, a very unfortunate clash of dates. You'll need to play for Chris Doolan's team. Surely Sky Sports and the SWPL will move that cup final. Well, that's that's what we're hoping. I think there may be contact this morning, but I don't know for definite. But when they did put it out, the SWPL did put it out, they either said it was going to be the 23rd or the 24th of March. So that was. So I'm hoping they change it to the Sunday. That would be, in my eyes, the sensible outcome. But sometimes you don't get everything you want in football. But I, I think it would be devastating if I get my team to their first ever final and I don't get to lead them out. So we'll see, we'll see how the, the next couple of weeks plan out. Yeah, I mean... How would you, are you confident that that is going to happen or have you started thinking about the worst case scenario it must be a really strange a kind of bittersweet thought because obviously as you say the positivity of, of getting through but then the worry of missing it no the worry is still there believe it I'm still worried that I'm going to get to miss it 
I'm still in the dark, the same as you guys. So I'll be on my phone. I'll be standing by at the phone on tenterhooks for the next couple of days to see if there's any any outcomes of it. And we'll have a word, Brian, because you know what happened last season. A highly rated Partick Thistle manager pushed Rangers all the way in a cup tie and they sacked him three hours later. So we'll have a word, <laughs> make sure it doesn't happen to you. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, it's, it's, Roger, it's one of those things, like hopefully, you know, I don't know if common sense is the right word because obviously there, there are reasons and hopefully it can get ironed out. Who would have known? Maybe okay. Brian would say he would have known because he had confidence his team could get to the cup final, the, but it's just strange, the, isn't it? There is no way in this world the people organising the Sky Sports Cup will want the negative publicity of having Partick Thistle women's team in their first ever final and the managers mm-hmm. elsewhere playing for Partick Thistle men's team. The game will be moved, the game needs to be moved. We will start a campaign for you, Brian. I, th- I fancy a bit of both. Can I do one? You know, like get him in a helicopter or something. Get the kind of GoPro on him. I was thinking like entertainment value. What did you make of the draw for the next round of uh, of the men's cup, Brian? We actually watched it. I mean, a few of the girls went back to Farhill after the game yesterday. We watched it at Farhill and we wanted a home tie. Obviously, we've got Livingston, who are a place below Ross County, and but David Martindale's David Martindale's team are always good. They're always strong. So. They'll be coming to Farrell. They probably fancy their chances as well. But it's another tie we believe we can win. It's maybe we can go on a, a cup run with the men's side in the Scottish Cup. You, never, you just never know. You'd look to fancy that, Roger. It's going to be a, a good yeah. one. Uh, so yeah, people absolutely. already, I mean, already poking fun and saying, I'm sure Partick Thistle must have a bigger budget than Livingston. Because we, yeah. we hear that. We're not too sure about that. <laughs> all, of, all of that chat with Ian Murray and David Martindale last week. It'll be the same coming up to this tie. Listen, Brian will tell you it'd be fantastic for the Jags to go as far as they can in the cup. But off the back of Dingwall last season, the priority mm. for Thistle must be getting back to a playoff final. And listen, where are Ross County just now? Second bottom of that Premiership. You could be headed back up that road, Brian. Oh, don't do that to the fans, the memory. I'm not giving up hoping we can win the league yet. You can't do that, you bet. He's got you written off. You didn't win the lottery on Saturday night as well, Brian, did you? I wish I. No, that's that's a step too far. I tell you what, if he did, I don't think he'd be on and the phone to us tonight. Can we just ask as well, Chris Doolan's doing a terrific job in coaching at Furhill. Don't. You're doing a terrific job, Brian, coaching at Furhill. I don't know where this is going. You know that fellow Mark Wilson you used to play with at Dundee United? How's he doing coaching at Furhill? He came in yesterday. He came in on Friday and his makeup was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How bad is that, by the way? Hope you let him know tomorrow. He gives me plenty of stick. He's actually gave me the nickname Woody because he put it on your show years ago and people come up to me and say, You're Woody. <laughs> so that's a wee bit of payback for Mr. Wilson. I would apologise for that, but I really like it and we get good mileage out of it. Brian, <laughs> top man, top weekend. Hopefully, speak to you soon. Hopefully, you're, you're okay for the cup final as well. Fingers crossed. Good guys. luck. Well done, Brian. Good man. Thank you. Brian Graham, uh, man of many different successes this weekend. Andrew's a Partick Thistle fan. You won't be as happy as Brian Graham this weekend, Andrew, but you might not be far off it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, an emphatic win up in Dingwall for the men's team. And uh, one I think that they needed after the playoffs last season. Do you always looking at the, you know, there's not that big a gap between the teams. You look at that and say that, you know, that was a. That was one you could kind of earmark as seeing a, a lower league team come out on top. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, if, if I'm being completely honest, in the playoffs, we we only have ourselves to blame. It was we thistled it, is what we would say as, as Jags, um, with a collapse in the last thirty minutes. But I think everybody everybody at Farhill knows that this is a team that can compete in the Premier League. 
And that was kind of my first reaction to seeing that we drew Livingston was this is going to be a really good like barometer of where we're at in terms of competing in the Premier League. Not fair. I think it is. Don't take my word for it. Listen to David Martindale speaking after Livingston beat Wraith at the weekend. He was just basically saying the sort of bottom four in the Premiership and the top four or five in the Championship. There's not that much of a difference between them. You would see that Airdrie beating St Johnson, Thistle beating County, Wraith pushing Livingston really hard. Um, so, you know, it wasn't an enormous surprise Thistle going up. The thing what was a surprise was the margin of the victory up there winning 3 0 against County. But they've got Good players right through the team. I know Andy knows young Lewis Nielsen is on loan for Hearts, who's in there at centre back. They've got a decent keeper in Jamie Sneddon and, and just through the spine of the team. And they've also got experience in key places. Stevie Lawless out wide in the right, you know, supplying a lot of Brian Graham's goals this season. The likes of Alan Muirhead at the back alongside young Lewis Nielsen makes a difference as well. And good young players throughout the team. Harry Mill, not too young now, the left back, very impressive player. And youngsters like Aidan Fitzpatrick and Ben Stanway, good players. And to add to that, players that have got experience at the higher level, Brian Graham, Bannigan, you know, uh, Scott Robinson as well, it's got experience at Livingston and Kilmarnock. So I think Chris Dillon has got a good blend of experience and youth in there, a lot of talent. And I don't think there's any doubt they'll fancy this game against Livingston in the next round at home. Good man, Andrew. Enjoy the rest of your night. It's been a good weekend for everyone associated with Partick Thistle and we will take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. Keep the calls coming in. We can do transfers, we can do cup, we can do whatever you like uh, whilst I give this question out. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slat wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Unbelievable question. So tough. Uh, I just love it because I can see it all and it's it's not like, you know, it's obscure answers as such. And it's the crazy pony who's sent it in. There are nine players who've scored a competitive goal for at least five of the clubs currently playing in the Scottish Premiership Some go in that Half the league So there are nine players Who've scored a goal For at least five of the clubs Currently playing In the Scottish Premiership Any that spring to mind How about Jim Hamilton? He's always good for a question like this Jim Hamilton Listen to this Has scored for Dundee Hearts Aberdeen Ross County Livingston Motherwell And St Mirren How many is that? Seven well, That could well be Seven? Colin Nash? Nope. It's got a hard question. It man. is hard. It's really I difficult. like it though. Yeah, it's a good one. I'd say there's like, I don't know, in terms of sort of profile and various other factors that I won't mention. Five. I think there's one obvious one. That Only one. I mean, is it, I don't know, is it really obvious? It's just a name that I would expect you to get before some of the others. I look at the table, you know. I've just written the names down in the 12 teams to try and get it right. It's a good starting point. Uh, an obvious that's one. A, 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 do you know what? That is a cracking question though. Isn't it just? Brilliant. So the thing I really need to know is you used to quite often text me for these questions, take them into the heart dressing room. Yeah. We do the same. Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. Especially one like this. I think there's an audience for it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
five of the teams. So Jim Hamilton. Any others, Roger? Even just what, guesses at this point. John Sutton. Yes. Oh, I, I, honestly, it's a f- Dundee, just about to come at my Saint mouth. Saint Mirren, Heart, Saint Johnston. I've got four, and maybe one I can't think of. Billy Dodds. No. I was thinking Aberdeen, Dundee, Rangers, and Johnson. Yeah. No, not on the list. Anyway. Not on the list. Not on the list. Like I said, the obvious one I say is obvious for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Kenny Mill? Yes. Oh. Now, Hibs, Rangers, Celtic, Livy, Dundee. Is, isn't that funny? Because Kenny Miller was an answer on Friday and his sidekick didn't get it. He's quite often an answer on Friday. What, what was the question? Can you remember? Oh, it was ludicrous on Friday. Hugh and Jim Duffy were in. Guys who have worn the number nine. I pretty much, oh, yeah, I remember that I pretty one. Pretty much actually, spelled aye. it out, gave him his shoe size, date of birth, and everything. They couldn't get it. It anyway. was Jim Duffy's first answer, not something like Charlie Nicholas. Oh, but it was tough. His was second tough. answer was me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll get back to that. It's a great question. We're going to speak to Scott in the not too distant future. Stuart just pipped him through. Hi, Stuart. How's it going? You doing all right? Not hey, bad. Stuart. How are you? All right. Oh, aye. Somewhere we're getting. A, I take it in the Rangers County must be somewhere down Europe, maybe. The, uh, it's some there. weather indeed. Uh, my holiday of the weekend, Stuart. You nearly got whacked by a gazebo. You said today. That's <laughs> I'm t- two, 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 three foot to be generous away from me. Missed a car across the road by about that. that a picture on my phone imagine. if you want me to show you the ice cream. Mother will star signing. Wiped out by a gazebo. That would sum us up our luck. Do you think that would beat the cup broadfoot egg? Oh. I'd be close. That was brilliant. Oh, Who's the other be, one? The, the, the gazebo would be up there. The one I always remember, didn't Canizares miss a yeah. major tournament dropped after shaving yeah. his foot? Yep. Who else? Remember Who got injured that. by their own dog? Derek Rowden? That rings a no, bell actually, Somebody's yeah. dog fell on them. Anyway, <laughs> Stuart, I don't know what happened there. Transfers, what are you thinking? I think Sangal of a Rangers player before the end of the week, definitely. Yep. Yes, 100%. Aye, it's just there's too much going on there now. Uh, 100%. I think there will maybe have two, two going out as well. I think there'll be three signings before the end of the week. A hundred percent. Lawrence Shankland will be a Rangers player by the end of the week, says Stuart. And I, I, you, you come on, you can, you, you'll know, and you, you're not a Hearts player anymore. Yeah, you exactly. can tell. Was he, was he ill last week? No. Oh, no, Dano. Was he there? You try, how'd they kick you out the group chat that quick? Jambos Jambos forever, there. did you? Did yeah. you actually need to do that? Of course. I know, I've just never thought of it. So, what are you just like, do you say anything? All the best. It's been a brilliant few years. I'll and then just, you later. Andy left. And oh, that would be heartbreaking. Oh, I don't like no. that. You just stay in it, no, for a bit of, bit of company. No, I've, I've still got. Um, oh, we private one. We private one, aye. We do we click. Is Lauren Shankland in it? No. How's he feeling? No, it's the it's the darts room. The darts room we were close because we used to play darts every day. Aye. Who's that? Who are the darts players in the Tyne Castle dressing room? Craig Calcutt's so, very good. Is he the best? Stephen Kingsley's good. Xander Clark's good. Alan Forrest is no bad. Right, okay. Anyway, Liam Boyce is no great. Um, Roger, the Hearts fans are now getting really fed up with this stuff and understand that your newspaper and every other newspaper and this radio show, and I, we hadn't spoken about it tonight, I hadn't even mentioned the guy, but Stuart's a Rangers fan, he's adamant it's going to happen... He's back training today, I think, by all yeah. accounts. Play against Indeed tomorrow night. Yeah, he won't be cup tied if he plays in that one. That's the <laughs> other layer to it at the weekend. Ugh, it just, I think everybody, let's fast forward eight days and see where we are, it feels like. Well, exactly. And listen, it's not just us that are talking about it. Stephen Naismith, he's pre match press conference today, again, answering questions. And Lauren Shankland, um, he will be back in the squad. He's little upset. Tommy is okay. Uh, and Hearts need him. Um, we knew already Hearts needed him. I've said in this show before, 
there is no one team more reliant on one player in this Premiership than Hearts are in Lauren Shanklin this season. So if we're back in the team against Indy tomorrow, I don't know whether it'll be a Rangers player by the end of this window or not. But as I've said before, if he is, Hearts better have a very good plan B. What makes you so sure, Stuart? Right. Well, a couple of pals I've been talking to that knows uh, one of my pals actually uh, used to work for Hearts and he was telling me Hearts would be daft to let him go. Mm. But he, he had a, he, he's, a, he's full family supporters. I mean, I could quite believe that Celtic were in for him. But he went, and he obviously, he's not going to go if he wants to go to Rangers. But a couple of my friends I was talking to, he'll be a Rangers player by the end of the week and I'd be shocked if it's not. I mean, he, he used to work for Hearts as well, this guy. Andy Halliday, if he still denies he has what any What does Shot say 100%? Knowledge. 100%. I'll think... say 90% he won't be a, a Rangers player by the end of the window. Insider knowledge, no. No, not at all. I just, why would that sell? Could any, could any club cope with losing Halliday and Shanklin in the same True. window? The emotional distress. Heart, I think Hearts can guarantee somewhere between 6 and 8 million if they finish, finish third. They're obviously in a pretty position. Roger just said there that no team's more reliant on some of these goals. If that's the case, why would you sell them for any less than the, the 3 4 million that's been reported? If that is the fee, would Rangers pay it? I'm not too sure. Roger, if you get any new, anything new to add to this ongoing, it's definitely a saga now. It's the only saga without any bids that I can remember. But um, Well, listen, Gordon, you made a good point. I think it was on Saturday's show when somebody mentioned this and you said, on the 2nd of January, Philip Clement could just have said, I'm not going to be signing Lone Shanklin. And nobody's actually said that yet. But so, that's what, there's been no bids, Roger. Yet. We're only Sydney. What's this? Is this the twenty second? Why would you wait to this point? It's a genuine question. It's, it's, it's not a loaded question. Now you're asking. Now you are asking. I don't, I don't understand it. I would try and get the business done as early as possible. Clubs don't. Clubs mm. play a little game of brinksmanship. They take it right up to as late as they can on the thirty first of January. I don't know why, uh, but that's just the way it happens. Deals will be done between now and the thirty first of January. That. Probably could have been done in the first few days of the month, but weren't done. Listen, you might be right. I, I just feel as if it's been talked about for a couple of weeks now. It's been yeah. reported. There's been a lot of rumours, but there's been no no concrete offers. No, as far as I'm aware, no communication between both clubs. Where is your percentage geometer on the fact that Rangers will sign a striker, even if it's not him? <laughs> I'd be amazed if that's not ninety percent as well. I I, I I do feel as if they need a striker. I think it's uh, is the new report's been that Danilo's out for the season. Yeah. So close, then I, you're, like, you're looking at it's between Fabio Silva and Destos for the mm-hmm. uh, battling out for the number nine jersey. It's very very early in his Rangers career, but Fabio Silva, I, I don't think he really looks like a nine to me. Or it certainly doesn't look as if he's going to be an out and out goal scorer. Uh, Destos has obviously came under, you know, some criticism throughout the, throughout the season. Again, like I said earlier on the show, ten ten goals in all competitions, not a bad return. But I don't think that Rangers fans would be happy if he's counted on week in, week out for them. They'll need to sign a striker because Danilo's out, Roof's out, Lammers is gone. What you know, even just the numbers game. Mm-hmm. What would happen if Sergio Dessers get injured? Because there's Sima who would have been an option through the middle. He's injured as well now. That there'll be no option but to sign another striker before the window closes. Mm, Stuart's very sure, but we'll find out in the near future. Hopefully. What about Scott? Is a Motherwell fan? Did you witness footballing history at the weekend, Scott? Uh, no, I didn't actually, Gordon. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You, you didn't miss much, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I had work commitments on uh, Saturday, so I wasn't able to get down to the, the game. But uh, I think bringing Andy to Fir Park, Andy, welcome. Welcome to the club. Thank uh, you very much, Scott. I think uh, it's, it's the type of player that I think we've been looking for. Where, you know, that experience, uh, been there, done it, good uh, attitude. 
bit of dig, bit of desire. Uh, hopefully, he can push the the players around him uh, forwards for the, the the second half of the season. And I think I was talking to the producer earlier, Gordon. Losing Beerus during this window came as a obviously a surprise, but I think it just means that other players that will be around Andy, I think hopefully they'll just need to step up as I think Blair Spittle showed on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, it pains me to say it. I prefer it when it's more confrontational between us, but um, I feel like I've seen a lot of Mother fans kind of sharing Scott's thought would make him blush, you know, good signing, good pro, knows the knows the level, will do a job, experience. These are all the things we've been hearing about our dear colleague, Roger did Hanna. You, did you pick the number 11? Were you handing oh, I mean, the number honestly, 11? I'm just about no, to No, I, I never, no. It was just, uh, yeah, it was just, it was already sitting at my place when I walked into the training ground. Iconic. I was shocked myself. It took me back to my Livingston days, the old tricky wire. you always wear 16, don't you? Yeah, but Paul McGinn, McGinn, Paul McGinn, You're 16, not getting yeah. off Paul McGinn. No, no, no. Um, Who's the 11th? Faddy? David Cooper? Uh, did Faddy wear 11? Oh, you should know. Yeah. If anyone here's going to know that, it's you. I'm just pretending I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, is that how much Andy is the balance there between you want to go and play? Like that's that's why you're there. You want to play football. Um, do you kind of relish the other side of it that Scott mentions? Sorry to, you know, age you, but mm-hmm. you're now an experienced player, and maybe whether that's helping guys round about. You know, is that something that comes into the thinking? Yeah, absolutely, and I take pride in doing that as well. And you talk about experience, I played with Lennon's dad, so I kind of think that kind of sums up my age and where I'm at. But no, listen, I, I, I spoke highly of him before on the show. Uh, he's someone that I've ad- admired for a far as long as some of his teammates as well. I feel as if there's a, you know, it's a really good group. I think there's a lot of talented players, but obviously, I feel as if you, almost you've got that unwritten rose and experienced players trying to help, help the younger boys go through. And I, I feel as if Motherwell's almost been the sort of staple club, if you like, in Scotland over the years that have brought quite a few number of players through for the academy and uh, listen hopefully he stays as a, I, I'm sitting in the other fence now so I hope Lennon Miller stays a motherwell player for the for the foreseeable and he continues to develop and then no doubt with a, a top career if he does so mm. It's still an important window though Scott isn't it you mentioned Mika Beareth and uh, Brody Spencer went there is a new signing in the building uh, today though and I know that the, the club are keen to add um, more to that Callum Elliott Not to be confused with Callum Elliott Who used to play for uh, For Motherwell um, Important window isn't it Scott? Aye very very much so Gordon I think we're, we're maybe looking to Hopefully add another striker uh, To the to the books before the end of the window But I'd, I'd like to make, just make a point Gordon There was a big uh, chat Before Christmas about Liam Kelly, you know, having the, the armband, uh, being in the goals. And I think, I think I probably talk for the vast majority of the Motherwell fans when I, when I say that that captain's armband or that leader needs to be somewhere about the middle of the park. To, I think Stuart Kettlewell's uh, post-match interviews indicated that the instructions he was giving the players during the game weren't translating into the performances. And I think a player like Andy can hopefully... Uh, drive the, the, the younger players around them uh, to, to make sure that they're following that instruction of what Stuart Kettlewell's wanting them to do because, you know, Stuart Kettlewell's a manager. We've got to respect that and then hope that he can, can you know, put in a, a, a tactics and a team on the part that can that can win games and no struggle at the, at the foot of the table. Mm. And I hope that Andy, Andy gets that game time that he can take that experience and 
and take the instructions and maybe not have the armband, but at least. Good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you cleared that up because I like him, but I don't like him that much. He's, he's going to need to win me over a bit more before I would go that far. Thank you to Scott on the line. Uh, wanting to get his thoughts across on new Motherwell signing uh, Andy Halliday, uh, who is in the building, of course, tonight. He's, but he's a man of many talents. He's thinking about his debut there. Uh, he's trying to come up with the answers to this teaser. It is a cracker. This is one that I, I can send you kind of forwarding on group chats, people listening and trying to come up with the answers because it's excellent. Can you name nine players who've scored for at least five clubs who are currently in the Premiership? So like Jim Hamilton did it for Dundee, Hearts, Aberdeen County, Olivia, Motherwell, St Mirren. John Sutton's done it for at least five. Kenny Miller has done it for at least five. Lee Miller? No. Ooh. What about Mixu? Nope. Stephen Thompson? Nope. Mark Burchill? Yes, Mark Burchill. Celtic, Dundee, Hearts, Kelly and Livy. I, I don't think... I, I couldn't have got Kelly in that list. Yeah, yeah. What about the lad that scored against you the weekend, Connor Simon? Nope. The, I think it's going to be The a incredible thing about one of these guys is not even a striker. There's one there who's not a striker. There's one that... Ah, just... Who are the other... The other guys that semi-recently have dotted about the clubs. Maybe there is a Motherwell link. Mm. In fact, there's a Motherwell link for three of the answers that you... <laughs> who, says, who says Motherwell attract journeymen? Mm. Now, to be fair, like, a couple of these guys are more than, more than that. All right, I'll give you some thinking time and we'll get the rest of the answers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. One of the toughest teasers we've had in a while but it's, it's doable I mean it's, you just need to work your way through it but these guys don't have long uh, so thanks again to the Crazy Pony for sending in thanks to Sliding Wardrobe Solutions uh, East Kilbride for helping us out with this teaser so it's can you name nine players who've scored a competitive goal for at least five of the clubs currently in the Premiership really tough so Jim Hamilton John Sutton Kenny Miller and Mark Burchill we've put our heads together over the break uh, Tony Watt Yes And he's Done it for another club In the championship Of course Currently Alright Celtic Hearts St Johnston Motherwell St Mirren What about Kelly and Sheridan Yeah Show me your working Working would be Celtic Yep St Johnston Yep Kilmarnock Yep Motherwell mm-hmm. Dundee Brilliant Well done What's that Three to get We're going to try Paul Hartley Yes, oh, well done Hibs, Hibs, St Johnston, Hart, Celtic, Aberdeen The two remaining ones One of them in particular is so, so tough It's even beyond you two, I think Small clue for the the other one Don't mind you Couldn't object to that Small clue, I would just, I'm just going to go era to you mm-hmm. You're looking very, very much a 90s I'm going to go Darren Jackson Go Darren Jackson, well done Darren Jackson, Hibs, Celtic, Hearts, Livy, St Johnston, one to get. If you two get this, I will be a And this is a striker, an attacking player. Uh, yeah. Cool. Kind of forward, it's like out and out striker. But uh, anyway, um, bit of scheduling news. If you're the type that keeps a diary, the 2024-25 SPFL season. I know we're thinking about it already. Uh, it's going to start on the weekend of the third of August. 
if you're interested. What is more significant, I think, is the news today is that there is no winter break, Andy Halliday. They've ne- done away year. with it. Um, my guess is fans would say, good, can't be bored with it, and it just kind of spreads the fixtures out and don't really get J- it. Journalists will say very good. Journalists will say very good. We won't need to fill hours of quiet airtime on here. Um, you Players might, will say no so good. You might not get your wee fancy trip to Dubai, but what do you make of it? That aside... Uh, I mean, I, I, from a selfish point of view, I quite liked it. I know I can't ask you to put the Dubai trip aside; that it's impossible. But listen, if if you can guarantee that Storm Isha's not going to come every time of the year and, and postpone fixtures, but we've not, had many, anyway. we've not yeah, had many postponements. We've not had many postponements in the, the top thing, flight this it? year. It's not like we can pinpoint this two weeks. Roger is the bad weather. No, no. Um, we'll still be having this in April. What do you make of it? The decision to remove the winter break. So what? In my lifetime, it's been in and out and in and out quite a few times. Yeah, I understand why they do it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, do we need a break? You know, we, we seem to cram about 10 fixtures into the month of December. Exactly. So we can get a break in January. So maybe it'll alleviate a little bit of the pressure on teams. Um I'll be interested to see how it all shakes down. I, I don't think... You know, there weren't too many teams went away. Celtic didn't go away. Hearts didn't go away. Aberdeen didn't go away. I mean, the, full, the full Hearts team seemed to go on some sort of holiday together. <laughs> I noticed Andy wasn't invited right enough. But um, the yeah, the players obviously like downtime. Have you noticed the change there? You know, Celtic. That's an early start as well. Third August. That's always the first weekend in August. No, is it? I yeah, thought it was about. So. The, was yeah. it not like the Can't we just on the honeymoon this week? No, no. <laughs> was it not like the eleventh or fourteenth no, August? No, no. Usually the first weekend. I've even seen it at the end of July. Yeah, there was one recently, yeah. wasn't there? A couple yeah. of seasons back. There's not, listen, I'm just spouting dates at you. I don't think it makes much difference now. I mean, League Cup final, fifteenth December, perfectly in line with. Yeah, it's the same as this season. Yeah, the headline. The headline is no winter break, isn't it? It's the first yeah. time in four years. Yeah, Scottish so. Cup final. Um. That's not an SPFL well, matter. It was an SPFL statement. Out they, they just yeah, put it in the I, league cup. I, I have. I'm not going to say the date, but I did just book my wedding date last week. Did you? I did. Yeah. Is that for I a, ain't saying the date though. Is that for a year come the summer? 2025. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll tell you off here. If Motherwell get to the cup final, uh, you could be. I'd, I'd like to think it won't be this date, but you never know. It'll be the best weekend ever. Imagine it. Well, um, no, wouldn't it? That is, as Hugh Keevans would say, wholly unprofessional. I would just like to tell you, none of Gordon Dale's weddings clashed with the cup final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an it's SPFL key date, so the Scottish Cup final date won't be out yet, or if it is, they've not made as much of a song and dance about it, and I've not noticed. But there we go. Look at the panic in his face because do a do a cup win. Quite frankly, oh, I've lost in a final. So if you, no, I was talking about Motherwell, but you're right. Now, now that you're there, yeah, the ultimate cup jinx, great. Uh, <laughs> at least they might get to the final though. Um, you know, wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. That's that's it. I mean, that's when it. I was that's born. The... Here's one for you. When I was born, Motherwell were Scottish Cup holders. 1991, they won the Scottish Cup. What month I was were you born? born? October. You're right. Indeed. They're probably still celebrating. Yeah. Some nights out around the town. Speaking of which, something that's really been bothering me. Four three. Family final. Have you, and if not, would you be open to an invite to the Dazzlers flat at any time? I was thinking we in here, we should put together some sort of documentary where Gordon Dale and I show you the local area. (laughs) It's not a great deal to see, but just to sort of get you climatised. I'm more for that documentary as long as it doesn't include the Dazzler flat. No. We can do everything in Motherwell. You know who welcomes passers by and... 
<laughs> oh, I've heard that story. Week, yeah. Um, but we could go to the door, and we could, you know that way you would go to. So I don't know, like I can show me his door, like Chernobyl. Like you would sort of see where it is, but yeah. you yeah. see if you do it. Please tell me. Please tell me your address is two guys for the postcode lottery. <laughs> Big check. <laughs> you think, he, think he's one? That's a good shout, by the way. We could take you to local the local sites. You should watch, see him just round up. We should. Oh, what we should we should we should follow him. Asda, always in Asda. Actually bumped the gym. In, bumped into him in is the he gym the biggest name to come out of Motherwell? Nah, I think undoubtedly. I think now he is. I think he's like, because of this show, he's, he's now grown into it. Yeah. He's like the mayor. He just struts around. I saw him in the gym this morning, just weird. I'll bring it up with him tomorrow, but just like... An unofficial mayor? Some guy was like showing him how to deadlift properly and... Was nah, it Christian just, Daly? <laughs> it might have been Christian Daly. Do you know what? He's a deadlift expert. Is he? Christian Daly, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, listen, if we're talking about Gordon Deal's deadlift technique, we've probably kicked the backside out of the show. That tells you we're nearly done. Um, you've got one more to get on this teaser. Nine players have scored for at least five clubs in the Premiership. Some going currently in the Premiership, the teams. Jim Hamilton, Paul Hartley, John Sutton, Killian Sheridan, Kenny Miller, Tony Watt, Mark Burchill, Darren Jackson. I think I could tell you this guy's teams and you what might year? not get it. Early 2000s. Early back. to mid Teams Yeah go for it Motherwell Okie doke Aberdeen mm-hmm. Dundee mm-hmm. Livingston Ross County He's been round the park I'm thinking Most significantly Ross County um, Not Andy Dow No Stephen Craig Beautiful Honestly I played with him at Livingston if you put in those types of performances on the pitch on a Saturday, you and I will get on just fine. He, 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 he was a good mate of mine. Where is he now? Livingston. Where is he now? <laughs> well, like, like specifically tonight? or He's assistant manager to another former Livingston player at a club. Oh, so he is. Right, let me tell you. I'd be able to hazard a guess. Oh, no, you won't. You won't. Uh, I've just looked it up. Uh, I wouldn't if you then. get this. I wouldn't then. It would, it would have been Callum Elliott's team. Maybe no. It, no. Jimmy Scott. Oh yeah, no, no, they were they were pals at Livingston, so that makes sense. At is Galafiri Dean. Things you never thought you would mention. Thank you, Motherwell's Andy Halliday, as he's now known, uh, and Roger Hanna. We are back tomorrow from six o'clock. Who knows what the transfer window will throw up then? Looking forward to you joining us. Thank you for your company tonight. Much appreciated as always. Uh, looking forward to speaking to you already tomorrow. And in the meantime, you might as well stay right there because Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>